for listening to FYI Stillwater, where you will hear information about your local government you didn't know you need to know straight from the source. Be sure to check out other news and information from the City of Stillwater at stillwater.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter. Hi, I'm your host, Sherry Fletcher, Director of Marketing and Civic Engagement. Today, my co-host is Megan Pardue, Communications Coordinator. So how are you doing today, Megan? I'm doing well. How about you? Good. You look rested. Yes, I am, because I had a wild dream last night. Really? Tell Um, me more. Okay, so I have no idea where this came from, because I haven't thought about this man in a long time, but uh, I had a dream that Ryan Reynolds took all three of my cats and held them hostage in a warehouse, and I spent the entire (laughs) dream fighting Ryan Reynolds for my cats, and I woke up pretty mad at him, So, (laughs) and I did tweet him and let him know. So you'll let us know if he uh, responds. Yes, I will. I'll report back. So um, that's pretty funny. So what's his um, uh, superhero? Uh, a Deadpool. Deadpool. Yes. So is it the Deadpool character that kidnapped him? I have him? no idea because I haven't seen those movies yet. Ah, well, so now you're going to have to. I know, right? So uh, who is our guest today? Let's get back to like our real work. <laughs> All right. So our guest today is Lauren Smith, and he's with the Electric Utility Department. Uh, some basic facts about this department is that Stillwater has been a community-owned electric utility since 1901 and has owned its own electric generation since 1903. Stillwater is the largest municipal electric utility in the state as well as the tra- largest transmission owner and electric generator. So welcome, Lauren. Uh, this is your second time to FYI Stillwater, right? Yes, very excited so, to be here. Return guest. So you know, you know the routine. We are going to ask you some uh, random but revealing questions in our lightning round. Excellent. Are, you, are Excellent. you ready? Yes. All right. Last time he was here, we learned he liked chicken fried steaks and gravy. All yeah. right. Yeah, he, yes. he looks satisfied right now. Yeah, yeah. That sounds really good right now. I'm on a diet, so it's like, mm. I was about to say, it's right after lunch. Right, you shouldn't yeah. be that hungry. Yeah. All right, so what's your favorite place of all the places you've traveled? Uh, I would have to say uh, Trieste, Italy. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool and got to go to Venice and go over. It, it was just such a neat experience to be in a different country and just, uh, I mean, on the other side of the world, it seems like. So it was a very neat, uh, neat trip. Did you eat lots of pasta? Eat lo- lots of pasta and uh, just got to meet a lot of interesting people. And, uh, was this for just yeah, pleasure? Just yeah, just you... pleasure, yeah, just to go. So how did you pick Italy? Uh, I think it was a bucket list kind of item, you know, in the sense that we want to go there and ah, there we awesome. go. Well, you know you just answered my next question. Yeah, well, could be, but I may have a, another answer for that. I don't I have a big bucket list. It's a big All bucket right. list. So have you ever completed anything on your bucket list? Yeah, you know, uh, I went uh, indoor skydiving, right? I was too chicken to go flying. I was never going to jump You're out of a plane. You're not going to jump uh-huh. out of a plane? No, I, you know, they, they make good planes for that, and they're not good for jumping out. But uh, I did do indoor skydiving down in Oklahoma City a while back, and I thought that was pretty. Indoor uh, skydiving. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So how does that work? You go up a platform and mm-hmm. jump? No, there's a huge tube, and then there's a fan on the bottom of the tube that blows upwards, and it shoots up, oh, I don't know, 60 feet. And uh-huh. and it literally has, has enough force that it you're, it's like you're skydiving, but oh, you're only about five okay. feet off the ground. So you're, you're floating. Yeah, you're floating. Oh. I've always wanted to do that. So how hard was it, it to was maneuver? It was so cool. No, they have, a, they have an instructor that goes in there with you and positions your arms and shows you what to do. Now, is that how you tore up your arms? No, 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 I don't <laughs> think so. Uh, but it, what's cool about it is they can, they'll take you up way high. I mean, up 60 yeah. feet high, and you can float way up there. It just depends on, you know, how you do it, so... 
It was interesting. Huh. Yeah, I definitely want to do that one of these days. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so today, uh, so you're the uh, electric utilities director. Yes. And I think when you were here last time, we talked about uh, the electric charging stations that are coming and uh, the benefits of having an energy center uh, on on our grid, I guess is what we would say. So today, I think we're bringing you back to talk about uh, people who are wanting to add renewable energy systems to their homes. And um, while that sounds like it's just a a real easy um, process, you just sign a contract, somebody comes and puts them on, but it's really a lot more complicated than that, right? Yes, absolutely. So uh, we really want to get the word out that it's important to contact the utility, discuss so what you're planning to do with us first before you sign any contract uh, with a solar provider that may come and uh, try to sell you uh, panels and a system. Uh, it's important to understand uh, how we uh, compensate for that. Uh, we use what's called an avoided cost approach, which uh, back in April of 2018 was approved by the trustees. Um, and it's uh, it may be a little different than what the the uh, the people that are selling the panels the or the contractors are telling you. So it's and we really want to help you understand and make that we've we've had some instances where um, the contractor has filled out all the paperwork and the people that have the panels are really not wise to what's going on and they're kind of shocked when they see this. Yeah, so like I was on uh, Facebook a few days ago and there was an ad for someone to come in and add solar panels to people living in central Oklahoma. And one of the comments was, uh, how would how would this affect me? So somebody was like, you know, how will this affect my bill? And the company actually said, well, you know, Oklahoma's behind the times, and but but they're catching up, and that you know they're behind the times on net metering. They specifically said net metering. However, uh, that doesn't really that's that was a really inaccurate statement to start with, I guess. Yes, uh, it is inaccurate uh, f- for some, not for us. Yeah. Stillwater's a, uh, we're a progressive uh, utility, and and we uh, saw this coming that we needed to get our rates in line and in place. Um, Net metering uh, was originally designed uh, many years ago, back in the mid-2000s, to incentivize solar and renewables uh, because they were so expensive. And now the cost has come down significantly where that incentive doesn't necessarily need to be there for someone to afford to to purchase them. Uh, Also, uh, over that time in the mid-2000s to to 2018 in that time period, there, uh, a lot of studies have been done on the effects of net metering and how that uh, can cause subsidization issues in your electric utility. And so there's many papers out there that you can read uh, that, will, uh, that have been done, and, and it shows that there's a subsidy from your other customers in the utility to the uh, net metering owner. Okay, so let me make sure I understand this. So if I put solar panels or or wind or any other type of renewable on my home, um, it's not just that I'm saying, oh, I I created this much energy, therefore you need to take that off my bill. Correct. So it's not a one-to-one ratio is what you're saying. It's more... It's it's not a one-to-one. In in the net metering scenario, uh, the customer is being... uh, compensated or credited at the full retail rate. And so that, that causes uh, other customers to have to subsidize them. There's a, there's a fixed cost to get 
So what would a fixed cost cover? Like wires and yeah. poles? Yes, and ma'am. Transformers. Meters. Infrastructure. Yes, all the infrastructure to get the the city service to you, it's still there. It still exists. And your your solar panels, your wind, uh, you know, whatever you put in, it's not there all the time. So at some point you have to rely on that, those, that infrastructure to be there. Uh, and what happens is, is that... Uh, those, those costs are um, not being recouped by the utility to, to maintain those and keep those lines there. So walk me through. So I'm a resident. I own my home, and I want to put solar panels on my house. I call a company, and they say, oh, um, here's a contract. Here's your potential savings, and all you need to do is sign the contract, and we'll come and put them on your house. It seems pretty simple. That is very simple, and at that point— we ask, and for your benefit, to contact us. Come meet with us. We'd be glad to meet with you and make sure that what is being proposed is what you're truly going to get. So if I read the contract, I'm not confused. What What would you tell me that would uh, maybe make me pause before I sign the contract? We would want to make sure that you are fully aware of uh, the avoided cost approach mm -hmm. method that we use. So if the contract says uh, with net metering, you will save X dollars on your bill that's the red flag that's the yes. red flag so yes. you would know right then the city of Stillwater does not follow net metering yes. policies yes so let's say that i'm really into christmas lights and i want to put a whole bunch up but i don't really want to pay the electric bill so i put some solar panels on to offset my electric cost um, can you create enough solar energy to offset how much you would spend on like christmas lights I don't think spend, I'm trying to think about that. Uh, I mean, if you had Christmas lights that were solar powered, that's one That thing. would be one way to do that. One way, and not connected to your system. Okay. Right? Uh, that, but, would, that, would, that would take but, it. That's one way you wouldn't have winter, to. Winter, you're not always guaranteed all that sunlight. Right, right. So I don't know if it would be worth it just to do that because they're expensive. This yeah. is a, a $20,000 investment. You know, this is a lot of yeah. money. Okay, so uh, so having just a temporary relief on your electric right. bill, this wouldn't be a path you would might want to I, I do not believe so. Um, in addition to solar panels, what about wind or, or water renewables? Is that something that we're seeing in this area of the country? So, um, so this region, the Southwest Power Pool, which basically this energy market that we're in from Texas to Canada about the swath of Oklahoma, is known as the Saudi Arabia of wind. There's more wind than there is oil. You know, that's the, that's the catchphrase. But uh, more and more winds being brought on. Uh, uh, solar is starting to, to get a foothold, but it's a very, very minute uh, part of the generation mix. Uh, one thing that we struggle with, and I was at a conference yesterday, is, you know, how do you harness the wind? Yeah. Because it doesn't blow at the right time, and the sun doesn't mm -hmm. shine at the right time when you need it for peak. And so there's alternatives that are, that are, are gaining traction, and that is uh, battery storage technologies right. and, uh, and, and fast-start natural gas plants. So if we're saying that, you know, you might not be able to recoup um, your, your electric bill totally with solar panels, and, and then it is an expensive endeavor, but let's say that I'm really wanting to reduce my carbon footprint, and I'm, I'm really into, you know, taking care of the environment and stuff. Uh, and I have some reservations about um, how we how we generate our electric. Do you have something that you could make me maybe say, well, I'm doing the best I can, uh, you know, environmentally, and I shouldn't feel so bad about electric? 
Yes, actually we are. So we, we purchase our uh, wholesale electric from Grand River Dam Authority, who what I like to say is the, they were renewable. They were renewable cool before renewables were cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they were they were founded uh, with a hydro plant and on Grand Lake. Okay. And so back in the 30s. Uh, Grand River. Lake, Grand, yeah. Grand yeah Grand River Grand and so uh, they have a lot of run of the river hydro. So when uh, when water leaves Grand Lake, it runs down the river to Lake Hudson. They have mm-hmm. Kerr Dam there where they have another generation station, and so. Uh, they have uh, about 200 megawatts of wind, uh, an RFP out for uh, additional 200 megawatts of wind and, so- or, and or solar now. So uh, GRDA is, is very green, but the market as a whole is very green. And when we talk about the SPP, you know, all these grids are connected together. And, you know, the, the, uh, the wind penetration of 76% in this huge region. I mean, this is a, you know, imagine. So, so there's a lot of renewables out there and it's just, it's very important to have a diverse portfolio of generation resources, uh, to, to maintain reliability. It's, it's kind of like they say, don't put all your eggs in one basket financially, right? Right. You don't go out and put your money in one thing. Um, so it's kind of that way with electric and that the idea is, we want to provide reliable, consistent service. And and it's pretty green overall. Yes. Yeah. Overall, overall, it's already pretty green, yeah. Uh, so we've been a community-owned electric since 1901, which is really a forward-thinking concept because if we did not have that uh, uh, surplus, then we would have to rely strictly on sales tax to provide city services. And that's kind of a hit or miss. Can you be know, unreliable. It's unreliable. Mm-hmm. And and Stillwater does not get property tax. So no state, no city in Oklahoma receives part of the ad valorem or the property tax. So, it, so if you don't have a utility uh, like that, then you have to rely on sales tax. So how many uh, Oklahoma cities have a, uh, an electric utility? So GRDA uh, has 13, and OMPA has 42. Don't quote me, might be 43 now. Okay. So there's quite a few of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Stillwater is the largest municipal generator. Uh, Edmond is actually the largest. Serving uh, the most customers. Yes, they serve about 35,000 meters. We serve about 21,500. Uh, but it's it's a huge benefit to the community. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was at a conference yesterday, and the city manager of Norman, um, as I was giving my presentation, he was taking notes, and and he's you know he made a comment. He said, "Just think of the forefathers back in 1901 had the wherewithal to take this leap right. and to get off kerosene and let's put lights down Main Street and and start this." thing you know this utility that has turned into what it is because you know he just you know came out and said because those that don't have it are struggling because they're they're so dependent on so when tax. you you say that you know that that we, we do have a public utility so if there was an ice storm or something we don't wait for uh, a a commercial utility to send people to fix the wires or or or, or the whatever right um, we actually have employees that they're, they're, they live here in the community. They're, they work for the city. They're the ones actually going out and taking care of us first before they uh, go and do mutual aid somewhere else. Absolutely. So we have about 65 employees in the electric department. We're very fortunate. We have generation and transmission, distribution, and engineering. And speaking a little bit about mutual aid, uh, through Oklahoma Municipal Alliance, we have mutual aid agreements where if we did 
we did sustain damage to us, you know, we could have these other communities uh, providing manpower, support, and materials very quickly. Right. And it's the same way. We reciprocate the other way. Yeah, those are things that you don't think about until you need them. Uh, so I know that you guys have kind of a bragging uh, a designation with um, a national, uh, the uh, the American Public Power Association. So you're like uh, gold rated. Absolutely. So. So what does that uh, no, mean? Actually, uh, we're platinum now. Platinum. We started okay, off gold so in the second uh, two year period. We went platinum. So we're. So what does that mean? We are an RP3 platinum provider. We're a reliable public power provider. That's reliable. The RP3. Yeah, reliable is the key word there. And uh, it is not an easy task. Uh, the criteria is, uh, I think there's you know about 20 or 30 categories of mm-hmm. safety, reliability, uh, you know, f- future plans, you know, policies, procedures, you know, all these things that make up a, a, an excellent utility. Um, we, we are that. And so the next level is diamond, and it's really, I mean, you just keep stepping up yeah. the ladder. And so our goal is to try to hit that. So you want to hit diamond? Uh, absolutely. We want we want to be the best, and so we, we pride ourselves on that, and we, we want to be the best. We want to be responsive. We want our customers to uh, be taken care of, and and we get a lot of positive feedback. Yeah. With the few that may be bad, there's mm-hmm. there's a hundred more that are, you know, great job. You guys are, you know. Because our, people do appreciate people, the staff going out and the a rainstorm or a ice storm, and you know they're taking care of getting power back to your yeah. house. While we're sitting cozy inside, those people right. are out, you know, doing, doing the city's right. work. Right, and it's important to be patient because they're 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 on their way. It's just it's you're right. Just be patient and understanding that because yeah. overall, Stillwater uh, residents or, or your customers. The amount of time that they're without electricity per year is not a very large number. No. It's like, what? We don't ever drop below 99% reliability, so it's usually higher than that 99 point dot, dot, dot decimals yeah. out there. So that means that the electric is running 99.9% of the time. Over the whole system. Now, there's customers that may experience a, a longer outage period than that, but it's, it's kind of a complicated matrix to get yeah. to that 99.9%. But, yes, we're here. People are local. They're, you know... They're not driving from Oklahoma City to come fix your system. I mean, you know. And we're paying for essential services. Yeah. So that's all really good. Well, uh, maybe we should just reiterate the people who are looking at uh, solar panels or any other renewable energies. We want them to call electric first. And uh, somebody there will walk them through uh, the things they need to know. So did I forget to ask you something? No, I, I think you covered it all. And uh, again, we encourage, we, we want to help. We want to help you make the best decision you can. And we want can. the seller. We want, we, it's, it's, it, it, we do. Yeah. We want to, we want to provide you what you want. Awesome. Well, thank you for being our guest. We will have you back. All uh, right. we'll, there's so much uh, information and stuff to talk about about the electric department that Absolutely. you can come back every week almost. Yeah, heck yeah. We'll just make it a uh, regular meeting. Yeah, we learn more <laughs> about him every time he comes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you, right. Lauren. Thank you. Thank you. Before we go, let's take a look at the mailbox. The city receives questions in a lot of ways, including email, social media, phone calls. Uh, Our first one today is, um, I'm dealing with some noise-related disturbances from one of my neighbors. Where can I go to stop this? Megan, we've all been here. We feel for you. Uh Uh-huh. 
All right. So what are we going to tell this person? So for an issue like this, you can call the Stillwater Police Department's 24-7 non-emergency line at 405-372-4171 during the event of the noise. So this is while it's happening. Uh, if you can't memorize that number, you can always find it on our website at stillwater.org under the Who to Contact tab. Uh, also remember that the city's voicemail, email, and social media platforms are not monitored 24-7. So if you choose one of these methods of contact, your concern or question may just be reviewed the next business day. But it doesn't take care of your problem because no. you have to report it during the noise. So what we want to see happen is the police officer arrives while your neighbors are doing their noisy whatever it is, music yes. really loud, a party or something. So it's going to be really important to call and get some, an officer there during the incident. Yes. So posting a complaint on social media is not helping you. <laughs> okay. Nope. All right. Although Push. it may help you vent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like we've all been there. We've had yep. that neighbor. Had the When I was pregnant with my daughter, the, our next-door neighbors had a dog that decided he was going to bark every time I lay down to sleep. Joy. Yeah. And he stopped barking when I got up. So he knew. The dog knew. <laughs> he was watching you. Yes. Okay, so question number two. I usually work Monday nights, and I'm not able to attend city council meetings or watch it live. I'm interested in what's happening. Is there any way I can watch a replay? Absolutely. We have a variety of ways you can stay updated on council. Um, you may watch the replay on our YouTube channel anytime. Just search City of Stillwater TV on YouTube. Uh, you can also watch replays on AT&T U-verse channel 99 or Sudden Link channel 14. We also post recaps on our news page at stillwater.org for those who don't want to watch the entire meeting. Um, we love when residents want to get involved in their government happening, so be sure and check it out. So we also do social media, right? Yes, we so, do. So you, if you're a Facebooker or uh, you Twitter... Uh, is that what you call it? You Twitter? You tweet? <laughs> you, you, anyway, you uh, engage on the Twitter platform. Uh, they can find You post a link there, too. Yep, always. All right. Well, thank you for listening to FYI Stillwater. Tune in for our next podcast. If you have a question for City Hall, email news at stillwater.org, and in the next podcast, we'll answer a few of them. FYI Stillwater is available on our website at stillwater.org, Spotify, and just about anywhere else you enjoy your podcast.